Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Peddling Fiction. He is Johnny the Jew Mandel. Yo, yo. I am Johnny the Gentile Profita. We are Peddling Fiction, the Jew and the Gentile edition. We're here to inoculate you against propaganda. What's going on, man? How you doing? Free thinkers, baby. Monday night. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to spout off, my friend. Right. Back off that mic a little bit. Dude. All right, all right. These are your levels up here. I'm doing the Joe Rogan thing. There you go. I'm pumped. I'm pumped as always. Monday night, baby. Yeah, that's what it's about. Monday night without football kind of sucks. Yeah, but next best thing. Now, yeah, now you got the podcast. Doing your own podcast. So how was your week, man? What's been going on? So okay, interesting thing about the past week. Um, you know, you're a chef. I consider myself a chef. One of the things I cooked last night, I'd say it's one of the easiest things to cook that gets you the most bang for your buck, which is uh, homemade pesto. Oh, can't, yeah. can't believe how easy it is. And you'd think when it comes out, it was some gourmet recipe. And it's it's literally like five ingredients in the blender. You got to clean it up. That's, that's the one Yeah, clean kind of a bitch. But I'll tell you what, it takes you about two minutes to make like a, a fresh round of pesto. What'd you put in there? Uh, just classic basil, pine nuts, parmigiano, olive oil, garlic. Yeah. I mean, that's about as straight as you can get. Yep. Pretty classic there. Pine nuts are expensive, though. A lot of people substitute uh, walnuts, walnuts yeah. or uh, even almonds. I, I mean, I'm not hurting that much that I can't throw a few pine nuts in there. Oh, we know. What a big man you are. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's, that's my that's my previous week. What about yourself, my friend? Um, Well, you know, we had St. Paddy's Day. So... Did you uh, I, did you go out? I did go out. Okay. Um, I don't see you as a St. Patty's Day guy, but I'm you are single. Really. <laughs> I am <laughs> single. So, yeah, I went out, threw back a few. I I mean, St. Patrick's Day is kind of fun. It always just kind of feels like this is 420 for alcoholics. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if there's any sound worse than bagpipes. <laughs> <laughs> just I can't I, I don't understand how anybody could find that appealing I mean here's the thing when I was younger I was all about St. Patty's Day I'd go out I'd, I'd do the whole thing the past five years though it's just kind of been like you know leave it to the youngins so yeah well when I say I, I actually folk. went out Friday night okay I didn't I didn't do the whole like start drinking at like 8 a.m. Saturday right hey, I'm too old for that so uh, cool man but, all right yeah, we so. got a we got a very cool show 
We got a lot of cool stuff to talk about. Yeah, we had had a lot of lot of things happen over the last couple of days. Friday, I woke up to the New Zealand shooting news. So we had another another tragedy there. I don't know what if you uh you were following that at all? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely read about it. I wouldn't say, it, you know, I was sort of disconnected this past weekend, and um, so I, you know, I didn't get too much into it. But uh, yeah, let's let's jump into it. Yeah, well, so apparently this guy in New Zealand goes and shoots up two mosques, right? And he he live streamed the first the first shooting. Okay. And he posted a he posted a manifesto. The internet immediately. Um, started scrubbing just like every corner of the internet was was taking down any files related to it any videos any uh, anything with the manifesto i actually i did i did get my hands on the on the video okay and i watched it disturbing yeah it w- it was brutal man wow it, it was it was pretty bad um and i i kind of felt bad watching it but um at the same time, I, I don't know. Some some part of me kind of feels like it's important to actually see. Oh yeah, what what's going not on? Just, with these not just not just fairyland, not just make believe. Right, right. You care about the you care about the issues surrounding this. Yeah, and I think what really disturbed me. I mean, obviously, when when somebody kills forty nine people, in in just like the most senseless, pointless violence ever. It's a horrible thing, and it just reminds you of how how much. How there is still a lot of evil in this world, but just, I mean, my big takeaway from it, especially now at this point where we're kind of getting used to all these shootings, is I'm I'm even more interested in the reaction to it, and I, I kind of found that sort of fascinating how how quickly everybody mobilized to make sure nobody saw this video, nobody read the manifesto, and it was even hard to like. A- if you weren't like plugged into it immediately, it was even hard to kind of figure out what happened because you couldn't really find a lot of stories on it. It was always like, I remember later in the day on Friday, I, I, I went back to like a store, like to search for it. And it was just, everything was immediately politicized. It was either like how this is Trump's fault, how this is not Trump's fault, or like how we need to talk about gun control or like white nationalism. And nothing about like the shooter and like what's motivating him and things like that. So, so let me ask you a question. It's it's so interesting. What let's talk about the couple of issues and like let's dive into one. So definitely suppression of you know what happened. Let's talk about that issue. Uh, I, we don't have to get into the gun control gun. You yeah, know, I, don't I, I think we right we we've yeah. Nor do I really kind of want to examine that. And and uh, so let's talk about the suppression. And let's talk about a few of the different reactions. Um, but, but yeah, let's talk about the suppression. So what do you think is behind that? Because I'm flummoxed. If anything, you know, a typical conservative would say, oh, this would be something great for the mainstream media to get their hands on. They would love talking all about this, right? But I don't think that's really what's happening here. And, and by the way, when I say that, what I mean is, you know, a conservative you know, especially the conspiracy theorists kind of say like, oh, the, you know, the media love is protecting Muslims and, you know, they, they love demonizing like, you know, white people. Right. But I don't think that's really happening here. So what do you think is happening here? I, I do think that's happening. They're just suppressing the, the evidence of it. They're not okay. letting people see it. And I know I know there's a 
there's a, a lot of people who feel like, you know, they don't want to give the, the shooter the satisfaction of having himself be like, you know, the focus of everyone's attention, all these videos on the internet, people reading his manifesto. Um, so I don't know if that's, I know that's the stated motivation. Yeah. And it's like, people are like, well, don't, you know, don't share that because that's exactly what he wants and let's not give him what he wants. Right. You're saying he wants to be famous. Right. He wants the whole world to know his manifesto. Right. Right. That's, I think that's the line of argument. Right. At least that's what I've heard. Right. I don't know if that's the sole motivation of, of, you know, like the New Zealand government has come out and they've like threatened prison time for anybody that shared that video. Okay. And they've actually already sentenced somebody to 10 years in prison. Okay. So I don't know. And speedy trial. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're not wasting any time. Um, I just, I don't know if, I don't think that's going to solve any of these problems. Yeah. And neither is sort of just jumping. jumping but do you think that's that. what it is? Because honestly, if that's what it is, I'm a little surprised because a lot of times the stated goal, which in this case is, oh, don't give him attention, is not actually the reason, the real reason behind right. it. Yeah, they're kind right? of hiding behind a veil. And so the question is, is there a real reason? Is it about we don't want to show something so violent to people? Is it, um, oh, we don't want his manifesto to get out there? Because I'm a big fan of when you make it restrictive, it almost becomes um, more interesting to people. Right. It becomes what's the word taboo, and yeah. and they like fetishize it. Yeah, just like when you make drugs illegal, more kids want to try it. Exactly, like like there, you know, it, it has a little bit of a mystique behind it. I mean, I'm one that thinks, yeah, you should have mind Kampf be read by everyone, and you can see what kind of like a whack job Hitler was. And if anything, you can even like in schools, you can teach like, hey, why this doesn't make sense, rather than restrict it completely. Absolutely. I, I, I want to get the bad ideas out there and I want to attack those ideas. I don't want them sort of just hiding in the shadows, gaining support because nobody has ever just like dissected them and torn them apart for how idiotic they are. But it's interesting that you, you mentioned. So I think there are two different the manifesto and the video, are two very different things. Okay. And this guy, is, he's kind of a really interesting character from what I could divulge before they pulled everything off the fucking internet. Like, his manifesto might just be, like, high-level trolling. Okay. And I have, um, let me see if I still have some quotes from it. You think false flag? Well, he he, he, he actually says, like, the reason he, he used guns is so that because he knew it would spark, like, this outrage on the left in the U.S., and the right would, you know, dig their heels in and it would cause like a civil war, basically, yeah. over gun control. And he said he said a lot of interesting things in the in the manifesto where it's not quite clear what his motivations were. Right. And he, he might just be kind of like messing with people to try and get certain reactions. So I, I think it's kind of like clear. Osama did 9-11 because he because the theory is I don't, I don't really buy this, but he wanted to start a civil war between like Islam and Christianity and he thought 9-11 would start. I, I think, yeah. I think with a lot of these people, they're usually just really, really like nuts. And so even what their intended goal is, you can't really put a lot of like thought into it. Cause they're usually just like 
that much mental illness. But he actually said that he wanted to drag the U.S. into a, like a quagmire over there. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, again, I think that's the the like hindsight talk. I, I think Osama just wanted a really big terrorist attack and he didn't think there was going to be... Yeah. I think he's just like, yeah, I want, I want to, I want to, I mean, think about it. They did the same thing with the World Trade Center in 95 or 93 and the Kenya terrorist attack. And there was never any backlash. So. Right. But Bin Laden actually said that that was his stated goal. And it makes sense because we did the same thing after Vietnam when we, when we were having the Cold War with Russia the the U.S. wanted to basically give Russia their own little Vietnam because they wanted to destroy their economy. And and so th- the plan was to basically give Russia their own version of Vietnam, but in the Middle East. And and so bin Laden had the, the template. Bin Laden knew that by attacking us, that would draw us into the type of the type of war that that we that the Russians have been into, which is a, basically another Vietnam, just in the Middle East. So I, I don't know. To me, it's a lot more plausible. And he actually said it. We're getting a little off topic, so let's get back yeah. to let's get back to this. Okay. Yeah, I, I found it. This is this is a quote from the manifesto that um that somebody posted before before the whole thing got taken down. These are this is exactly what he wrote. Why did I choose firearms? Question mark. I could have chosen any weapons or means. Household flour, a method of dispersion and an ignition source, a ball peen hammer and a wooden shield, gas, fire, vehicular attacks, plane attacks, any means available. I had the will and I had the resources. I chose firearms for the effect it would have on social discourse, the extra media coverage they would provide, and the effect it would have on the politics of the United States and thereby the, polit- uh, the political situation of the world. The U.S. is torn into many factions by its Second Amendment along state, social, cultural, and most importantly, racial lines. With enough pressure, the left wing within the United States will seek to abolish the Second Amendment, and the right wing within the U.S. will see this as an attack on their very freedom and liberty. This attempted abolishment of rights by the left will result in a dramatic polarization of the people in the United States and eventually a fracturing of the U.S. along cultural and racial lines. So, you know, if I if I put my tinfoil hat on, the conspiracy theorist in me can see exactly why they want to take the manifesto down, and why that why you know they could use any excuse in the book as to why they want to take that down. I don't I don't you know the the video. I mean, the video was brutal, man. He he it was. It was like watching a, a first-person shooter video game or something that, that you can catch on, on YouTube. I mean, he walks right up. He starts shooting people. He goes he goes room by room. And um, it was like shooting fish in a barrel. I mean, these people, they were completely, completely defenseless, taken, you know, taken by surprise. First couple people, it looked like they had their backs to them. You know, they were standing in the doorway. And then the rest of them were just kind of huddled in the corners of the room, and he was, uh, he was, he was just laying into him. There was there was one guy who, God bless him, he 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 made he made a move, 
tried tried to take this guy down, tried to grab his gun, and um, and unfortunately, it didn't it didn't work out too well for him. And you got to see it up close and personal, almost firsthand from this fucking coward's perspective. And yeah, it was it was tough to watch. I could see why certain people would want to take that down. I don't think it should be taken down. I think people who want to see it should be able to see it. But I don't see a reason to take down the manifesto other than the the content that he wrote in there doesn't fit their narrative. Doesn't fit the narrative that they want to portray. But I guess we'll never know because they took the whole thing off. They, They scrubbed the internet of the whole fucking thing. But what I do know from the little bit that I, I was able to read, we, we played we did exactly what he wanted us to do. Not by reading the manifesto, not by watching the video, but our reaction to it as a country was to a T what he wanted to see. And that's why I think they took the, the manifesto down. Because why, why not leave the manifesto up? Do you think it's going to radicalize a lot of people? I don't know. I don't, I don't buy either of those arguments. But if you're if you're on the left and you want to use this entire incident to go after people's Second Amendment rights, then, yeah, you want to you want to hide this manifesto from people. You don't want them to know that he did this so that you would have that reaction because it kind of cuts down. It kind of cuts you off at the knees if you're trying to make that argument. Because this is exactly what that guy wanted. This is exactly what that killer wanted. And now you're doing it. So yeah, they, they made sure that we all saw the part about him mentioning Donald Trump as some sort of inspiration or a, as some sort of icon. Or I, I forget the, the verbiage he used. He said something to the effect that, no, he doesn't support Trump as a politician, but he likes him as an icon for, for white nationalism or something, something like that. I, I forget the, I forget the wording, but they all made sure that that made that made the rounds. The clip I just read that I didn't see that anywhere. Somebody actually had to had to grab that from a manifesto and and post it somewhere before, you know, before the, before they took it down. But they all made sure that we had we had just enough to to tie this to Donald Trump, and then they scrubbed the whole thing from the internet. I don't know. Seems a little suspicious to me. But the manifesto had some pretty interesting, interesting insights into this guy's thinking, and I don't know. It's it's a little unclear. It's kind of all over the place, but it, it makes you wonder how uh, how much of this you can take at face value. How much of it he was just trying to manufacture a certain type of reaction to bring about a cer- uh, a very specific outcome. And it seems to me, based off of what I what I saw, I mean, I don't. I, <laughs> I do have a day job. I can't read the <laughs> all all the ramblings of every every mass shooter. I can't I don't have time to read all their manifestos. But this one in particular, it was pretty interesting and I I don't see even if even if you buy the argument that these you know, we have to take this these violent videos down off the internet cuz people shouldn't be seeing it. I don't know how that how that carries over into a manifesto. I really don't. And then it, again, if it's about the ideas within the manifesto, it's like you said, let's get the let's get those ideas out in the open. 
everybody should have heard these ideas and then we can systematically destroy them for how for how stupid they are as they're as they're presented to us instead of letting them fester in the dark corners of society you know what i mean right here's what i hate about the media and this no one has a monopoly on this left or right the left and right both does it they when something happens like this they both try to own it and what i mean by that is for the left when someone says uh, when someone like shoots someone and you know says, "Oh, we, like we can't have these immigrants here; they're ruining our country," the left will say, "Oh, Trump, you know, see your hateful words, what what it's doing, right?" And then the right will do the same thing, right? When it's when it's some like leftist doing something like you know whatever crazy or, or something weird, they'll say, "Oh, like this is exactly you know the the leftist thought that's ruining our country," when in fact. What you're doing is you're giving a platform to a, a tiny minority that's mentally ill. Yeah, and I just, I don't know, I find that whole line of reasoning pretty ridiculous. Like, the Trump inspired, like, some shooting in New Zealand. Right. It's like, is there anything Trump isn't responsible for? Right. You could do, like, you could do the, the same thing with um, that guy uh, that was the Bernie Sanders supporter that shot up the softball field with right. all the, the uh, politicians on it. Right. I mean, to attribute that to a Bernie, like that right. Bernie, like that Bernie Sanders or Donald Trump is actually like advocating people go and kill other people. Right. Is, is absolutely ridiculous. And just imagine if somebody held us responsible because they listened to this podcast and then they right. went out and did something crazy. There are crazy people and they use all sorts of things to justify it. And the media latching onto that is the craziest thing of all. Right. Right. But guess what, Johnny? It's not much of a story when you say this guy was really crazy and there's, there's not much else to it. Right. People won't tune in very long. Like you have to, you have to give them what they want. You have to give them the red meat. Yeah. I, I think there's something to that, but at the same time, isn't their whole, their whole reasoning for not for scrubbing the stuff off the internet is they don't want to give this story attention. So which is it? Do you want people tuning in to, to talk about it, to hear you talk about it? And have it all over the news? Or do you want to just cover the news at a bare minimum and have that be it? They, they don't get to have it both ways. But but so, so I mean, are, are we going to take this one at face value, which is, you know, hey, look, they don't want to give this guy. I mean, I think it's interesting that you looked at the video of the shooting. I think it's in some ways brave of you because it's really difficult. But... I think you have to. I think you have to do it because you have to realize like, hey, this is not just a movie. This is real. And you have to see how awful this is. And, yeah. and you know, I say, hey, if people see this, maybe there'll be less shootings in the world. That's that's definitely my take on it. First of all, I feel like it should be up to us whether or not we want to watch it, whether or not we don't. Yeah. Um, a lot of people probably don't want to see that. Um, there are definitely parts of me that wish I could unsee some of the stuff that I saw happen. Wow. Um, but I mean, at the same time, you can learn a lot from just watching that video. Yeah. And I I do think that if more people see like. By the way, 9-11 was never censored. Well, right. Are we going to start? Yeah. The, the second plane hitting the, the towers or like the JFK assassination. Like they would probably censor that stuff now. We uh, they want to take all these primary source documents away from people. And, and, and do you think that's the government maybe saying everything's cool? There's no problems. 
I think that it, if it if if that's not what's happening here, it has the potential to happen. Like I don't want to have to get my news from a government press release. You know, the government that's been caught lying to us over and over and over again about a million different things. Right. This is the same government that that's told us there were weapons of mass destruction. There was no bulk data, no NSA bulk data collection. Assad's been gassing his own people. I, I don't believe them for a second. They're, they're totally going to only release footage that makes them look good. Yeah. They'll, they'll suppress the stuff that makes them look bad. Right. And then you have this corrupt mainstream media that's in bed with the government. They, you know, they, they're dependent on these government press conferences. They go to the, the dinners and they rub elbows with all these politicians. This, the same media that's been getting stories wrong left and right, especially over the last couple of years, it's the media that's been caught, if not completely fabricating stories, then they're taking clips out of context and misreporting what happened. And not a little bit. Not like they just got a couple facts wrong here and there. They're 100% wrong on the issue. The complete opposite of what they're reporting is what actually happened. Covington kids come to mind. If we don't have video to watch, if we don't have the full video, that whole Covington story becomes the bullshit narrative that the media w- was um, trying to push early on. They just ran with that BuzzFeed story about Michael Cohen and Trump that was complete bullshit and Mueller had to come out and completely deny it. They've been running with the, the whole Russia collusion story for the last two years and we all know that that's just bullshit. It's just complete bullshit based on opposition research that Hillary Clinton did to try to distract from the fact that she was being investigated by the FBI. This is where the whole fake news thing came from. It's because of this media. All Trump did was coin the phrase. It had always been there. And it becomes a stereotype for a reason. Stereotypes are stereotypes because they're always true. (laughs) I mean... Try starting a stereotype that that isn't true and see if it catches on. But anyways, so we're just supposed to take their word for it. The same media that's been doing nothing but pushing partisan politics on us 24-7. Do you remember when when WikiLeaks dumped the the Clinton emails? And and, uh, who's that guy's name? Cuomo, Chris Cuomo on CNN. We might need to pull up this clip. This this is how the media thinks. This is what they think their role is, okay? Here's Chris Cuomo. Also interesting is, remember, it's illegal to possess uh, these stolen documents. It's different for the media. So everything you learn about this, you're learning from us. There you have it. You got that, peons? You losers shouting from the cheap seats? Shout out to AOC, because this is the same type of mentality. It's different for us. We're better than you. Listen to what we have to say. You're just shouting from the cheap seats. We'll tell you what happened. No need for you guys to do any any research of your own. You don't need to read the emails. In fact, it's illegal. It's illegal for you to. It's illegal for you to watch that video. So we'll watch it for you. We'll report what happened, and you just take it as fact. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I'll pass. I'll pass on that, Chris. Appreciate the effort, though. I love how he says that. It's different for us. Yeah. Yeah, you know what's different? You've got a fucking agenda, Chris, and I want the truth. So if you don't mind, I'll read the emails myself. I'll watch the video myself. I don't need you to tell me what happened, okay? Not if there's video for me to watch. 
Not if there's something for me to read. I'll read it. I'll determine what happened. How about that? How about I'm not taking the word of a corrupt, biased media with an obvious agenda? How about that? Yeah. It's not, not illegal. Not illegal for me to read the WikiLeaks emails. Not illegal for me. Well, it's illegal for me to watch them if I lived in New Zealand, apparently. They can just make it illegal. It's one of the problems with having a state. Shouldn't be illegal. It's like anything that makes me look bad is illegal. Right. It's illegal for you to possess. There was just so much there in that like 15 second clip. Another one of my favorite parts. So everything you're learning about this, you're learning from us. Yeah, obviously. That, that's the problem, Chris. That's the problem. Everything that we're learning, we're learning from a corrupt, biased media with an obvious agenda pushing partisan politics. That's the problem. That's why we need these videos. That's why we need a free, uncensored, open internet. And no, I'm not talking about net neutrality. That'll be a topic for another show. By the way, since, I, since we're hovering around the topic, remember the media freak out about net neutrality? Oh, the end of the internet as we know it. What happened? So, but to, sense, to censor alternative media, to, to scrub the internet of primary source documents... What a horrible idea. Horrible. Should we, should we start burning books too? Right. Because somebody wrote something we didn't like. Why even have a media at all? Why, why not just get rid, of, get rid of CNN? We'll just have the Ministry of Truth. And they'll tell us, our wise overlords will tell us everything we need to know. Yeah, I think that, by the way, did you ever watch um, uh, V for Vendetta? No. You watch it. Watch it this weekend. Because a lot of it's media focused. But yeah, I mean, let's put it this way. Same thing in North Korea, that government's interest and the interest of what they want the media to tell people is that, hey, everything's cool. Everything's cool. Don't don't get in rust. And who else uses um, who else uses that? It's like I think like Russia might use it like you can get jailed for like inciting like debate or whatever. I, I forgot exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, or maybe China where like if you incite controversy, that's like a catch all. The stated purpose this is from Wikipedia. The stated purpose of censorship in China is, quote unquote, maintaining harmony. To me, that's like that's absolute. And that's their stated purpose. Right. A harmonious society. Yeah. You're just censoring free thought. Yeah. And, you know, the idea of social media, social media should be there to enable more choices, to give us more outlets to receive information, more perspectives to ponder. It's not supposed to be removing things. From the public eye. They're supposed to give us more. More stuff, not less. This whole censorship thing, it's it's very misguided. I don't think it's going to have any meaningful effect in deterring, you know, th- these guys aren't future killers and don't need a video to be inspired by. Correct. You know, evil evil grows, evil cultivates in the shadows. Right. If you get it out and and people can see what you know what really goes on during these attacks and how how senseless and pointless it is like what did this guy really accomplish right you know he accomplished nothing as long as we don't as long as we don't play into his hand and start passing a bunch of you know uh legislations or fighting with each other over this or we start heavily censoring our internet and the information that's available to all the people then this guy's going to get exactly what he wanted according to his manifesto yeah, I, I think we both can agree we don't want to become North Korea, so. 
Well, right. That's the other thing. Where's the line? Right. You know, if, if you are pro censorship, where is the line and where do you where does it stop? Yeah. Does it stop at North Korea with an intranet where like we can only see what the government wants us to see? And if not, like how do you non arbitrarily draw that line? Yeah. You know. Can I just tell you something? If you mm-hmm. do see V for Vendetta, I promise you it's gonna go into your like top five movies ever. All right. <laughs> like, I I gotta watch it now because yeah. you you pretty much asked me every podcast. Yeah, I mean yet. you would love it, man. What's, give me a platform that it's on. Is it on Netflix or Amazon Prime? I Blue? probably own it on Amazon. I'll try to get it to you. Okay, I'm gonna go home and watch it tonight. If it's on one of my things, I'll I'll, yeah. I'll watch it one of these days. I'm running out of good shows to watch. Like it, it literally is touching on all the things that you just you love to talk about. Anyway. Can I can I just say and, and I'm like going back the the Chinese at the end of the day China North Korea right they want everyone just to think hey everything's cool there's no problem and if there is a problem you can be rest assured we'll pass a really overarching law that takes care of the problem well and I think you're you're touching on a very important part of this is that the government takes these crises and they jump on the back of it and they start immediately pushing legislation. But I disagree that they solve a problem. The government doesn't solve any problems. All they do is make matters worse. They create a problem, then they pass more legislation which purports to solve that problem, but then it just creates a whole host of other problems that now they need to pass more legislation to, to deal with. And it's all it, it's this retarded mentality that drives me crazy that we could just solve all the world's problems by passing laws. If we just government hard enough, that will fix the problem that government created. I mean, think of how stupid that is. Well, government created this problem, so let's have the government fix it. No, no, no. Government created the problem. We need an alternate solution to government. All government does is create problems. And look, New Zealand, they're like, oh, we're going to tighten our gun control laws. Like, hey, look, I'm personally for gun control, right? You're against gun control, right? I'm sure we we both have reasonable arguments and we can both, you know, state our case. But at the end of the day, yeah, you're doing it like 40 hours later. Whoa, hold on. I, I know this is a huge problem. I know you want to take care of it, but let's like take a few weeks, look at the issue. Why did this guy do that? What's going on? How did he get his guns, right? If you want to enact legislation that makes it harder for people to get guns, sure, go ahead. But guess what? Figure out how he got the guns in the first place, right? Right. And this guy had a license. He obtained this gun legally. And that's the, so here's the problem with gun laws, right? When When it comes to mass shootings, okay? If the shooter obtained his gun legally, then gun control didn't work, okay? And if the shooter obtained his gun illegally, then gun control didn't work. Either way, it didn't work because the law is supposed to stop guys like him from getting it, and you can't do it. Time and time again, these reports come out after these shootings that, oh, yeah, law enforcement talked to him. Law enforcement was notified about this guy in advance. They can't do anything about it. And this guy got his gun legally. So what are you going to do? Nobody can have guns legally then? Think about what that means. Think about what you're saying when you want to ban guns because criminals use them. What you're saying is that the rights of innocent, law-abiding citizens depend not on their own conduct, but on the conduct of the guilty criminals. And that the law only allows citizens to have the rights that 
criminals will allow them to have. That's some logic that could only come out of a government school. And plus there's, at least in the, uh, in the United States, there's more guns than people. So what are you going to do with those guns? The whole situation is untenable. And yes, you are absolutely right. It's literally the worst time, the absolute worst time to debate legislation or sign legislation is in the wake of one of these horrific events. You know that famous Rahm Emanuel quote, never let a serious crisis go to waste. And what I mean by that is that it's an opportunity to do things you think you could not do before. It's a direct quote from him. Yeah. This is what they do. And it's always us sacrificing liberties, sacrificing freedoms for some false promise of security. I'm sorry, but the government doesn't care about your safety. They care about power and control. They use safety and promises of security as a way for you to surrender more control over your lives to the state. Right. I'll just keep quoting people. Ben Franklin had that famous quote, those who are willing to give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. I mean, it took the New Zealand cops 36 minutes to arrive on the scene. And their proposed solution is to take away the one thing that you can use to defend yourself. So you're there like a sitting duck waiting for guys with guns to come stop the guy with a gun. And the government's solution to this is to take away your ability to own a gun. Another horrible idea. How's that going to solve the problem? You know, there was a second shooting in another mosque because it took the cops so long to respond to the first one. The guy killed everybody there. He moves on to the next mosque, goes inside, tries to pop off a couple rounds. He gets he, he does kill some people. But guess what? There was another guy in that mosque that had a gun and he started firing back. And as soon as he started doing that, that fucking coward tucks his tail between his legs and, and gets out of Dodge. That's why only seven people were killed in the second mosque compared to like 40-something in the first. Contrast that to the one guy in the first mosque that actually tried to stop this guy. All he could do was, was bum rush him, and it didn't work out. I'll put it that way. I, I don't want to get too graphic about it. But anyway, if the type of government solution to this problem and the, the legislation they're going to pass is just you sit there with your thumb up your ass while you're getting shot at until the government comes with their guns to protect you. I, I'm sorry. I, I'll pass on that too. That, that That's easily one of the worst ideas in history. And there's, there's a reason there's a all there's a reason that all of the most horrific dictators have taken the guns away from the population cuz governments never do anything wrong right there haven't been any horrific mass slaughters at the hands of a government no no only only the police the gestapo should have the guns a yeah, great fucking plan as if banning things work prohibition was a ban on alcohol that didn't work it never works Every time, I mean, talk about creating unintended consequences. Anytime they ban something, it's created more, far more problems than it's solved. Prohibition gave us the mafia as we know it. There were more speakeasies under prohibition than there ever were bars before that when drinking was legal. The war on drugs is responsible not only for immigration problems, but a ton of gun violence, 
a, a, the vast majority of our prisons, uh, our prison population, because they're banning substances. And by the way, they have those people in prisons under lock and key 24 hours a day, and they still can't keep drugs out of the prison. All you do when you ban things is create black markets and turn you know, would-be law-abiding citizens into criminals who you then have to imprison. And if you think somebody who's willing to kill 50 people in, in cold blood for the dumbest reasons imaginable is worried about violating some gun laws, you're, you're delusional. I don't know what to tell you. They don't care about violating a gun-free zone if they're willing to kill somebody. The killing is a far worse crime. So why would they care about violating some law of possession? And by the way, if making things illegal was all we had to do to solve the problem, why not just make murder illegal? Oh, oh yeah, we did that. Just because you make something illegal doesn't make it go away. So ban all the guns you want. Give them to the, 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 most, the, the biggest killers among us are the state. And nobody seems to be clamoring to take their guns away. You just want to take it away from the, the, from the people who are under the boot of the state. That is not a good plan. It's always amazing to me that the same people who think literally Hitler is in office and police brutality is a problem think that only the Hitlers in office and the the brutal police force the, the you know the the enforcement wing of the government should be the ones that can protect themselves explain that logic to me and for all you blue lives matter people out there who do you think is going to come and take your guns if the government gives the order right i don't know if you ask me this belief in the state that they're just here to protect us that the government has our best interests in mind is off the charts stupid. And to believe that government is solving is, is solving problems by passing legislation, my God, are you off base. I'm sorry, man. And I, I didn't want to get into the whole gun control thing, and I, I know I'm not letting you even try to defend yourself, but you, you just triggered me a little bit. <laughs> so, but I appreciate you letting me rant. <laughs> it's good for my soul. But, I mean, these knee-jerk reactions to horrific events are what have given us the likes of the Patriot Act. It's allowed the, the president to grab unprecedented amounts of power, unilateral, make unilateral decisions. It's why everybody's so afraid of Donald Trump now. Because during the crisis of 2008, we let Obama usurp a lot of presidential power. And now that power is turned over to literally Hitler, right? Right. But I, I do think the takeaway here is government's interest is not to have people ever too worried about anything, right? They just want everyone to think everything's fine and, and you know, there's no issues and we'll take care yeah. of it for you. They're going to promise you safety and security in exchange for all of your liberty. Right. And the more the more liberties we surrender to them in in hopes of this false sense of security that they're promising, the worse off we're going to be in the long run. Yeah. The most atrocious things that have happened in the history of mankind were not individuals going into buildings and shooting a bunch of people. Right. They were governments. And it makes us less free. Every time the government passes a law, we become less free. And by the way, again, if you're an adult, you can go look at whatever you want. 
I would say that if you want to put censoring software on your computer so your kids don't see it, that's that's your right as an adult, right? And trust me, I'm sure there's plenty of software uh, apps out there that allow you to limit like what your kids can and can't see. So, yeah, I have no doubt that there is a free market uh, solution to the censorship issue. If people want to censor them themselves and that's what they want to do, that's fine. But what I don't want to have happen is that we become reliant on a, one a handful of sort uh, of sources that I don't trust farther that I could throw them, or worse yet, a government to to tell us what what's happening and i certainly don't want the option for us to view alternative media removed from society that's that's a recipe for disaster i mean just think of some of the stories that the media is reported on where if we didn't have the whole video or if the whole video didn't eventually surface we would have gotten the story completely wrong we already i already talked about the covington kids uh, think of all of the police brutality all of the all of the 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 violation of rights that have been caught on camera now that we ha- everybody has a camera in their pocket of these cops just completely abusing people. None of that would be brought to light. And I guarantee you, if you give the government the option of censoring what gets, what gets out to the public, or if these big companies start doing it themselves, we're never going to get to see the truth. And I mean, there are all kind. Think of all like the the police shootings and stuff that gets captured on cell oh, phones. Oh, dude, now. did you see that one? That one police like beating up that woman. I think like, that should be more specific. Oh um, my, <laughs> that I'll, one. Yeah, yeah. No, it was like yeah, it was like yesterday or something. It's funny. It was on, I saw it on Twitter. So, anyway, um, move on to the next issue. Yeah, you know, we went a little long there. <laughs> I got a little carried away, I think, with the whole gun control thing. So. I'm thinking maybe we we bust out the new segment, the cut of the week, and then we wrap because we're at we're at about 45 minutes now. So, oh yeah, running a little long today. I I do I want to get into the whole college scheme thing. I just think that that's going to take more than like five to ten minutes to unpack. And let's just pick up. We can pick up with that and the the lowering of the voting age next week. Sound good? Cool, man. All right. All right. So we have decided that every week on the show. We're going to cut one government program or department or some function that government is currently doing. We're going to cut it. We're going to pick one every week. We're going to cut one, talk about why we think it doesn't need to be provided by government. And um, hopefully by the, end of, by the end of the podcast, whenever that is, years down the line, we'll, we'll, have, <laughs> we'll have a blueprint for a much better society. So you want to kick it off with your cut of the week? So insider trading to me is is kind of a, like, let's just put it this way. The SEC is totally set up to protect against the individual investor getting screwed, right? Or that's the mission, you know, that's the mission of the SEC, right? Sure. To regulate businesses. Yeah. I actually do think a free market would be a much better solution than having this because... Things like insider trading. If you didn't have any insider trading laws, guess what? Companies would be totally transparent with information. There wouldn't be hidden information. And if they were, if there was hidden information that could only be gleaned by insiders, guess what? No one would invest in them. Problem solved. That's true. And you also don't exactly know how, like, 
not every insider trading incident is like this, but you don't know exactly how the markets are going to react to news. Right. So just because you have um, some insider knowledge doesn't mean you know how the market's going to react to it. But, but my only point is that, I mean, some news will clearly affect, like if your company's getting bought, yeah. right? And like it's, it's right. going to like double the next day. But my only point is with no insider trading laws, that information would be released immediately. Okay. Well, I, when, when you mentioned the SEC, I, I thought of some other issues that I have with it, especially when it comes to regulation. What you, what you end up getting is, you know, anybody who is, who gets the, the SEC's okay to give financial advice or anything like that. Right. They all give the same sort of standard cookie cutter investment advice. Yeah. Because they're afraid of lawsuits. Right. And, and repercussions if, um, if they were to go against the grain for, you know, and say they gave, they gave advice that was not mainstream. And then you have like the, you know, you have like the 2008 financial crisis or something. All, everybody who gave the, the SEC sanctioned financial advice can say, well, you know, everybody lost money. Nobody could have seen this coming, right. coming that, that, that kind of thing. So you end up, A, people get bad financial advice, like buy U.S. treasuries and stuff like that. And they, they get the same advice. Um, it's also not, you basically price people out of the investment market. So right. like um, you, all, the, all the regulation and stuff that companies have to have to go under, like financial advisement firms have to go through, increases their overhead and makes it less economical for them to deal with smaller customers. Right. People that only have like a couple, a couple maybe you only have a couple thousand dollars to invest with them. It, right. It's not worth it for them to, to deal with you. And so you don't get any investment advice. Let, let, let me explain, by the way, about what I meant before, about how information would be released immediately. Okay. If you left it up to the free market, let's say I'm a smaller pharmaceutical company and I get an offer by a larger pharmaceutical company to, to buy me. And, you know, the board of the smaller one goes, tells all their buddies, hey, um, we're about to be bought by some sort of vehicle that you'll make a lot of money when our, our stock shoots up tomorrow. Okay. However, in the absence of the SEC in a totally free market, I think what would happen is you would it would give rise to investors that would demand companies do something like have their board minutes made public, right? Or somehow require that before they made an investment into a company, they were somehow assured that any information would automatically be released. And with like today's okay. technology, you know, there, there seems like that there would be no problem with that. Yeah. Because if it wasn't, what would have happened is you would just have private markets. You wouldn't have public markets because investors would not take the risk of, of, of that happening. So I think if, if you had a totally free market, a lot of very cool things would rise up. That basically would have like the release of information. Yeah, and I, I think that's one of the one of the big fears that most people have is when you say like you want to eliminate the government regulations. Like, oh, you want like a totally unregulated market, and you think the companies will just regulate themselves? No, their their customers will regulate them. Right. And who knows what sort of um, I want to say like consumer report type right. businesses assurances. That right. Yeah. You know, like associate. They could um, you, you know. You could make the FINRA, you could make that like voluntary. Right. So it's like you, you like you don't have to be a member of FINRA. Right. And you, but you have to disclose that and be like, listen, you know, like I'm not in FINRA and, you know, you know, caveat emptor. Plus, again, 
you know, bad things happening could be healthy for the overall market. So again, you don't have a regulation, something bad happens, right? Guess what? The investors, the people that lost out are more wise the next time around. They require things before they invest in something because they don't want to lose money. Well, and the other thing is they usually get brought to the surface a lot quicker. Right. One of the things that gave Bernie Madoff so much legitimacy was that we had the SEC. Right. And he had their right. their stamp False of approval. False sense of security. Right. So Bernie Sand I'm not saying that like there would never be another Bernie Sanders if you didn't have the SEC. Right. <laughs> Bernie Sanders. <laughs> I mean Bernie Madoff and, and Ponzi schemes. Oh, could you imagine the utopia if there was never another Bernie Sanders? But anyways, people would catch on to it a lot faster. Right. And they'd be exposed a lot sooner before right. you know he, he comes up with be- billion because dollar because you go into your investment advisor say hey how do I know you know that investment advisor after Bernie Madoff he's getting that question five times a day yeah right so there has to be a way for him to prove through associations you know through assurances through independent audits right yeah and, and guess what okay Absolutely. so an independent audit's done and then someone finds out that that independent audit firm was you know was screwing everyone and 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 there's a big loss well guess what now those independent audit firms are under a microscope right Right. so and the the independent audit firms like their whole livelihood is based on right doing a good job right like you're not going to be in business very long if you're not if you're not doing proper audits right and when a government agency screws up or government regulators miss the it wasn't the biggest ponzi scheme in the history of the world because that's what the u.s government is currently doing but when they miss the second biggest Ponzi scheme, they probably get more money. Just like every other failed government agency, every time they screw something up, the incentive structure is all out of whack. They're incentivized to fail. They're incentivized to miss things. Then they can request more funding because, oh, yeah, we didn't have enough funding. That's why we missed Madoff. We're stretched too thin. It has nothing to do with our overall incompetence. Of course not. It's a problem with literally every government organization is that their incentive structure is to fail miserably and ask for more money. And then they get it. So, yeah, I, I think you're 100% right on this. We can get rid of the SEC. It's our cut of the week. And we're going to continue cutting government, rolling back the Leviathan week after week until we get to a place where Mandel's satisfied with the, his minarchist level of government. And then I'm gonna, just going to keep cutting and cutting and cutting. <laughs> <laughs> and see where we can get with this. See how uncomfortable I can make him. <laughs> but we're going to wrap there. So, guys, if you like the show today, do us a favor. Do us a couple favors, actually. Make sure you download and subscribe. All right? Share the show with at least a couple people that you think w- would enjoy it. And at least one person who you think maybe they won't enjoy it, but they still need to hear they still need to hear these arguments. They still need to hear these messages. All right, so share the show. Check out our um, check out our website, peddlingfictionpodcast.com. Sign up. Join our email list so you can get our our news our weekly newsletter. Join our private Facebook group so you can continue to have these conversations with us and contribute to our meme thread. The meme of the week is always up in there. So. Oh, yeah, and you can follow us on Twitter at Pedaling Fiction. And if you do all that, we'll be back next week to do it all over again. And until then, 
just remember to keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Thank you.